In this message, you will learn. They had plenty for seven years, but they didn't say, we will eat it all. You get paid 5,000 pounds a month. Before the end of the month, all 5,000 is gone down the drain. You get a thousand pound paid. Everything in a week is gone. Shopping, food, this, clothes, this. Shopping, 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 shopping. At the end of one week, salary is gone. End of three weeks, salary is gone. We've gone into the red. We are living on the red on borrowed money and interest is coming and piling up and piling up and piling up. If we can just learn seven years plan, have a plan for your life. The message I want to share is be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Amen. So our mandate here on earth as believers is to be fruitful. The minute we were born again, we were born into a family of success. Amen. We were not born into a family of losers, but we were born into a family of dominion. Amen. We take dominion everywhere we are. We have to take dominion. Praise God. So if we read in the book of Genesis, chapter number one, scripture number 22, verse 22, the Bible says, Genesis 1 and 22, and God blessed them saying, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters in the sea, and let the birds multiply on the earth. Amen. So what? Be fruitful and multiply. That is our mandate. Amen. So as believers, we have been born here on earth to multiply. And when we don't multiply, it means we are slowly dying. Amen. But when we multiply, anything that is living produces fruit. Amen. If you plant an orange seed and it falls into the ground and it starts breaking, it starts multiplying, praise God. So when it multiplies, it yields more oranges. An apple fruit, if you open an apple fruit inside, you will not find an apple fruit with just one seed inside. It has more seeds than it was, it was sown, amen. So the same with your lives. The minute you got born again, you were born into a family of winners, amen. You were born into a family of victors, not victims, amen. So life cannot hold you in a ransom and make you a victim. Life cannot hold you and, and make you a victim. This is why the, in, in the book of Romans, chapter number 8, and verse number 28, we say, all things work together for our good. Amen. Let's have that scripture read out. All things do what? They work together for our good. Praise God. And we know that all things together, they work together for, for, for good to them who does what? Oh, say it better. For them who do what? Who love God. Amen. To them who are called according to his purpose. Oh, let's, let's do it. I want you to read it and, and, and feel it that it, you really get it. One, two, three, start. And we know that all things, they work together for good to them that love God. And to them that are called according to his purpose. Amen. So you've been called according to God's purpose. 
Amen. You've been called according to his purpose because the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 tells us that the plans that God has for us, they are what? Of good and not of what? And not of evil to bring us to a desired end. Hallelujah. Amen. So we know that all things work together for our good. If you go back to verse 26 of the same um, Romans chapter number 28, amen. Likewise, the spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, amen. So God has given us a helper in times of desperation, in times when we feel pressured by life. He has given us a helper. The spirit helps us in our weaknesses because we will have some weaknesses. You will wake up one day and you don't know what to pray for. But the spirit makes intercessions for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Amen. Let's see verse 27. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for the Holy Spirit who is our helper. Now he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. So when you are praying in the spirit, you can never pray amiss because the spirit is the one that is praying for you. He says he makes intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. So when you pray in the spirit, you are not speaking to man. When men hear you, they think, what, what language is he speaking? But when you speak to God, you are praying according to his will. You can never pray in the spirit and miss God. You can never pray in the spirit and not be in line with what God has. Amen. So we know that when we pray in the spirit, he makes intercessions with groanings that cannot be muttered. Amen. But we know that all things, they work together for our good. That's verse 28 after this. After the spirit has made intercession for us, it doesn't mean we will get everything we want. But it makes intercessions according to the will of God. Amen. So everything that God allows is there for a purpose. Sometimes it's not the hand of God, but God allows it to happen. God cannot do evil, but God allows you to be tempted. There is a reason for the temptation. Amen. Every time you say, oh, God has, has caused me to, to experience this sadness. God has caused me to. But there is always all things work together for our good. Somebody has left your life. You think, oh, God, why did this person leave my life? All things work together for our good. God has good plans for us, amen. He allows us to go through some things because he trusts us. There's something he's trying to shape in our lives, amen. Let's check Romans chapter 5. Let's go back a few chapters, Romans chapter 5, and see what happens when you are going through suffering as a believer. This is why I say all things work together for our good. God trains us in all avenues of our lives. Amen. Romans chapter 5 from verse 3 to 4. Praise God. If you are there, say I'm there. Amen. And the Bible says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulations, they produce perseverance. Wow. 
So when you go through tribulations, know that you are being trained. You are on a you you are like a soldier being trained so you can have perseverance because there are certain situations that will that you've been in for five years, and you are persevering. You are being tested. Your patience is being really tested, but it's a lesson for us. Amen. And tribulations, they produce what? Perseverance. And verse 4, amen. And perseverance produces what? Character. And character produces what? Hope. Hallelujah. So our character is being shaped. So that when you go through certain things, you just hold on strong. Your character is being shaped. And at the end, your character, hope. You will have hope. And what does the Bible say? Hope does not disappoint. Amen. Hope does not disappoint. So that situation you've been going on for 12 years, like the woman with the issue of blood, for 10 years, for, for the man at the pool, in Beth- next to the pool who was wearing for the staring of the angel, who's been there how many years? 38 years. Amen. So there are some who've been going through something for five years, some for 10 years, some for 12, some for 38 years. The purpose of this is perseverance. Persevere as a soldier of Jesus Christ. Persevere. Amen. And when you have persevered, your character is sharp as anything. And when your character is sharp, hope rises up. And hope does not disappoint. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We know of a story of Joseph. The Bible says in, in, in the book of Genesis chapter number 49 and verse 22 to 25. If you are there, say I'm there. Do you have your Bibles tonight? Praise God. I know we are relying on the technical team, but we have our Bibles. Amen. This is through, through our Bibles we see light. Praise God. Chapter number 49 from verse 22 to 25. The Bible says Joseph is a fruitful bow. A fruitful bow by the well. Amen. His branches, they do what? They run over the walls. That's somebody who's being fruitful. That is being fruitful to the max. Amen. Joseph is a fruitful bow. A fruitful bow by the well. You cannot be fruitful if you are not by the well. You are only fruitful if you are by the well. Amen. So you can put your name and personalize it and tell yourself, Zama is a fruitful bow. A fruitful bow by the well. Her branches, they run over the walls. Praise God. This is God's purpose for your life. That your life will be fruitful. You know, it's easy to envy a fruitful bow. But you don't know that a fruitful bow is only fruitful because they are planted by the well. There are other places they might want to plant themselves in, but they decide to plant themselves by the well. Amen. They decide to plant themselves by the well. Amen. The well speak of God's presence. The only way you'll be fruitful is to plant yourself by the well. Have God's presence by you. Sit at the feet of Jesus. Surround yourself with his presence. In your car, surround yourself with worship music. 
not music that will grieve your spirit, not news, LBC, BBC news that will tell you there's a hurricane there, there's a hurricane there, there's an earthquake here. Surround yourself with his presence. Amen. In his presence, there are what? There are, there are pleasures forevermore. In his presence, there is everything that pertains to life and godliness. So if you are by the well, you can be guaranteed to flourish. Amen. If you are by the well, you can be guaranteed your life will be a success. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But we know that the life of Joseph, though it was a fruitful life, the beginning was not fruitful. The beginning didn't prove to be fruitful. Number one, he was thrown into the pit. His coat of many colors stolen. Number two, he was thrown into a prison, locked in jail. Number five, we know that finally he was placed in a palace. But those years he was through the pit. Those are the darkest days of anybody's life. But no one knew he was thrown into the pit. I don't know what throws you sometimes into the pit and back where you feel like you are alone. Nothing seems to be working. This area is not working. I'm in a pit in darkness. Can you imagine being sold to slaves by your own brothers? By your own brothers. Real blood brothers. They exchange money for your freedom. They don't know what you're going to eat. They don't know what you're going to wear. They just say, take him, give us money so he can go and buy bread. The bread they eat in a day and it's finished and they've sold their brother. Praise God, if you're a fruitful bow by the well, you have God with you. They can take your coat of many colors, but that doesn't make you. They can strip your dignity, but that doesn't make you. They can take money away from you, but that doesn't, doesn't break you. They can take your house away, but that doesn't break you. Because if you are fruitful by the well, the house will come. The coats will come. Many coats will come. Money will come. But if you are by the well, everything is sure to flourish. You will bring back fruit in due season. You may be going in your marriage and you think, why is my marriage going through the pit of life? Hang in there. Perseverance, character, hope. Hope, hope does not disappoint. Amen. Hope does not disappoint. Hold on to the word, the sure word of prophecy, which is the word of God. Which is the word of God. Confess the scriptures, even if you don't see a way out. God, he saw darkness, but he didn't speak darkness. He saw that the earth, there was dark, it was dark. Lights off. And he said, let there be light. And light was there. Amen. And the same spirit is in you. The same spirit is in you. Amen. The same spirit is in you. God has put the same spirit in you to be fruitful. So don't allow when you are, what you are going through to put you in the pit. When he was in the prison, he interpreted a dream for Pharaoh. Somebody heard him. This is why the Bible says your gift will make room for you before the presence of kings. I don't know what God has gifted you with. 
I don't know what is your gift that the world is waiting to find out. But I know in here in this church, there are so many gifts. And to be honest, we haven't even tapped into any of the giftings yet. Because I know each and every one of you is gifted. Each and every one of us is gifted. If we all rose to our giftings and began to walk in our giftings, you'll be amazed. You will be amazed at how much easy it is, how much fulfilled you are. Because you can go to work and work from 6 in the morning till 6 p.m., come home tired, and still feel there is a void that is not filled. Until you step into your purpose, until you step into what God, there are so many gifts in this house. There are so many gifts in this house. I mean, I don't know about you, but I see so many gifted men and women in solution. That if every one of us stepped into our gifting, Joseph stepped into his, stepped into his giftings. Every time they ask him about a dream, he interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And with accuracy and clarity. And he kept on doing what was working until he saw the result. Amen. If you read in the book of Genesis chapter number 40, 41, going the first thing, we know that Joseph was thrown into the pit. The next thing, we know that the famine came. Pharaoh had a dream. He interpreted in the prison. And when the, the baker came out of the prison, told of Joseph who can interpret the dream. The king was looking for somebody to interpret a dream. No one could interpret the dream he had until somebody came. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's read about uh, Pharaoh's dream. Chapter, Genesis chapter 41 quickly. Amen. 41 verse 15. The Bible says, And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that you can understand a dream and interpret it. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. You see, when you are asked to give your gift, it is not you who has the gift. It's the Lord who has put the gift in you. This is why we should not despise the gifts that are on the inside of us. Because it's not man who's put the gift in you. It's not man who's put the gift of singing in you. It's not man who has put the gift of being a, a powerful businessman or woman. No, it's not you, it's God. But that's what Joseph said. It is not me. But God will give you peace. Amen. Let's read on quickly. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, behold, in my dream, I stood on the banks of a river. There comes a river one more time. On the banks of a river. Every time you see a river in the scriptures, it's the presence of God. I stood on the banks of a river. Suddenly, seven cows came up out of the river, fine-looking, fat, and they were fed in the meadows. Amen. And behold, seven other cows came up after them, poor, very ugly, gone, such ugliness I have never seen in the whole land of Egypt. Amen. Have you seen ugly-looking cows? <laughs> I've never seen ugly looking cows. But there we go. There were ugly looking cows that I've never seen in the land of Egypt. 
So some were fat, some were very, I've never seen an ugly cow, but here we go. There were very ugly cows. Seven good-looking cows and seven ugly-looking cows. Wow. Amen. When they had eaten them up, so the, 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 and the gone ugly ones, they ate up all the fat ones. When they had eaten them up, no one would have known they had eaten them, for they were just as ugly. <laughs> Even once they are fed, they are still ugly. Wow. They were hungry, they were ugly, and they ate, and they were still hungry and ugly. Wow. The Bible is, the Bible is exciting, eh? Wow. They ate and they were still ugly. For they were just as ugly as at the beginning. So I awoke. Wow. What a dream Pharaoh had. It was entertainment at night. <laughs> also, I saw in my dream, so another dream, and suddenly seven heads came up on one stalk, full and good. The same as the beautiful cows, full and good. Then behold, seven heads withered thin, and blighted by the east wind, they sprang up after them. And the thin heads devoured the seven good ones. So every time the ugly, the thin, they devour the fat ones. It's the same dream. It's the cows ugly devouring the fat, good-looking cows. The stock of heads, the thin ones devouring the ones that are looking very healthy. What a dream. And the thin heads devoured the seven good heads. So I told this to the magicians, but there was no one who could explain it to me. So it's important where you take your revelations to. Don't take it to the magicians. They'll make fun of it. They will not know what God is doing in your life. Don't take the revelations that God is giving you and discuss it with friends who will just laugh at you. Don't take the revelations that God is giving you and discuss it with people who don't matter in your life. Discuss it with people who are going to add to your life. Amen. Not the subtractors and the dividers, but the ones who will add and those who will multiply in your life. Amen. Don't go for dividers and, 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 and subtractors in your life. Amen. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, oh, okay. So I told this to the magicians, but there was no one to explain. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. That's his interpretation. He's going to give him a plan now of what to do. Amen. He is now walking in his giftings. There's so many people here, immediately you walk in your giftings, it makes room for you. Immediately you begin to walk in your giftings, you will see provision just begin to come your way. Amen. Hallelujah. And then verse 26, that's the explanation. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads are seven years. Amen. Their dreams are one, and the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after, after them are the seven years also, and the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. Amen. So the good fat ones is seven years of plenty, the seven thin ones is seven years of famine. Amen. 
And this is the thing which I have spoken to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. But after seven years of famine will arise, all the plenty will be forgotten in the land and the famine will deplete the land. So the plenty will not be known in the land because of the famine following for it, for it will be very severe. And the dream was repeated to Pharaoh twice because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. This is why the scripture says, at the mouth of two witnesses, the thing is established. So God showed him twice because he wants him to get it. He showed him twice with a different, with cows and with heads. So that he can understand that it must be something. Seven of this, seven of this, seven of this, seven of this. What does it mean? So Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream. Amen. Amen. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and a wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. That's verse number 33. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land in Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store them up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them be kept in, kept, let, let them keep food in the cities. Verse 36, then that food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. Wow. Strategy. This is a divine strategy. Save a fifth of all the produce. Keep saving a fifth for seven years so that when the, le when the seven years is over, you will have plenty for the next seven years of famine. If us as believers would think like this, like Joseph, we'll preserve generations after generations. We will be fruitful. Let's not eat everything we get. Let's not eat everything we get. This was a plan for preservation. The whole of Egypt was preserved because of this plan. They had plenty for seven years, but they didn't say, we will eat it all. You get paid 5,000 pounds a month. Before the end of the month, all 5,000 is gone down the drain. You get 1,000 pounds paid. Everything in a week is gone. Shopping, food, this, clothes, this. Shopping, 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 shopping. At the end of one week, salary is gone. End of three weeks, salary is gone. We've gone into the red. We are living on the red on borrowed money and interest is coming and piling up and piling up and piling up. If we can just learn seven years plan, have a plan for your life. Have a plan for your children. This week I was just going through all our children's savings, trying to work out and project when they're 18, how much will they have? if we carry on saving this much for each of them. When they're 18, I was counting. And do you know it's not far? Our elder daughter is nine. How many years is 18 years? 
I was doing projects and I was like, is that all she will have? No, 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 no. I need to double this up. We need to double this up. In eight hours, I was shocked. I, was, I sat down because after the message, I also reflect on the message. I sat down and I looked at all the policies we have and I thought, at 18, it's only nine years from now. It's only nine years. I was shocked. I was like, what? It's either we double this or triple this somehow, you know, for them at 18 to be set ahead of life. When I was 18, no one gave me a big lump sum to say, this starts and move on. But for them, when they start life, we need to set them up. If we have a seven-year plan, just a seven-year plan, it doesn't matter how much it is that we are putting aside. Don't look at the amount. It's the principle. When you get your money, it's your tithe. He said, I was even counting this afternoon, a fifth of every produce. Wow. I was looking at the amounts coming. I said, if we set aside a fifth of every produce for seven years, that's, that's, that's restoration on its own. Put it in some investment that is yielding. Most of us here who have children, you get child, uh, what is it called? Is it child um, benefits that is paid to them once a month? Some parents eat that. Is it, is it child benefit? Child, there's child tax credit and child's benefit. Depends on your earnings and everything, but some don't get child tax credit, they get child benefit. I think it's about 20 something pound a week for per child or something. When it comes, if it comes Tuesday, see parents in Asda. When it comes, see parents all over the place, shopping, 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 shopping. I mean, I don't say people shouldn't wear, people shouldn't eat, people shouldn't dress. You should. I try and buy clothes that I can wear time and time and change it with that skirt, change it with that, change it with this. If I buy something, it must fit with a couple of dresses and outfits and shoes so that I don't buy a shoe and a dress. I don't buy a shoe and a bag. I don't buy a shoe and a hat. I don't buy a shoe. A I buy something I can wear with something. I don't buy it because it's fashionable. I buy it because... It's practical. If it's fashionable, the fashion now, it's torn jeans. Tell me in five years if those jeans will be in fashion. Yesterday, I was seeing torn t-shirts on TV and I said, is this fashion now? But why don't you buy a jean that you can wear for five years? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with a shoe that can last, a leather shoe that can last you five years? Until obviously the heels go. And it's expensive to go and, and put a heel on a shoe than to buy a new one sometimes. But just to be practical, when I read that, he took a fifth. If we took a fifth and look for an investment somewhere where we can hide the money and it starts yielding for itself, our children will be far better than us. It won't be good for our children at 18 we have to start looking for loans for them to go to uni. We have to, we can't afford to send them to private schools. We can't afford to send them to the best schools because we've eaten all the seed that came 
Pastor teaches us all the time that our salary is a seed. It's not to be eaten all of it away. There's a part for God. There's a part for your upkeep, for your mortgages and for your, for your food and everything. And there's always a bit of a part that's left that you can reinvest and reap the interest of them. Amen. So if we have to be fruitful and multiply, we cannot be wasters. We just need to reevaluate our lives a bit better and have a look. Reevaluate our life a bit better. For us to be fruitful, put some for God, put some to be able to give, you know, your, your, your giving you must be accounted for. We have four Thursdays. At least when you get your money, just say, even if I put five pounds in an offering on a Thursday, four Thursdays a month is 20 pounds. At least you've put it aside. It's just easy. So that by the time a week is gone, you've eaten everything. There's nothing left. Even offering, you are even scared to put, to write an envelope because you think, oh my God, it's only a pound that I have. And that's all I, if, if that's all you have, God sees your heart. But if you have more than enough, to be able to plan even your offerings, your givings for the year, then it's easy to next year to say, God bless me more. And you can look back at your offerings and see, oh wow, I gave this much. It means this year I must do better because God has blessed me even more. You see, God blesses a seed. Let's put a place for the seed and for enjoyment. We don't say don't go out, but you know, these days everything, you know, rationally, because Joseph said for seven years of plenty, seven years of famine, it works in seven years. Now might be the season of plenty. You are receiving abundance. You are receiving abundance, but the next seven years, you don't know. So let's keep putting some more, you know, keep some left. But I was really shocked when I reviewed all our children's trust funds and I was like, what? Just do projections. I don't know what, what savings you have, but you can do projections to say, when they are 18, how much will they get? I was shocked. So very challenged to say, you know, it's three of them now. So obviously, yeah, God bless us. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Joseph interpreted the dream and fa told Pharaoh that choose discerning men and women to govern after your finances who will help you. And who do you think Pharaoh will choose? Joseph. That's when he was made a prime minister to manage the resources of Pharaoh because he had a plan. You see, God blesses the plan. It doesn't mean you have it now, but if you have a plan and say, God, this is what we have as a family. My wife brings 100 pounds. I bring a 1,000 pounds, together we have 1,100. So this is what we are going to give you. This is what we're going to put aside for this. This is what we're going to put, this is what we have. Show us where we need to put this money. Last week I was praying, I said, God, just, you know, give me ideas, give me an idea, connect me with a, a divine idea that I can put some saving that can yield. And God is faithful. I was there, a text message came to say there is this, do you want to have a look at it? I said, okay, sure, let, let me see. And I thought, you know, God wants us to have streams. 
pastor has told this before, that every person who has income must have how many streams of income? Praise God. It's biblical. It's in Genesis. Amen. Let's go there quickly. Genesis chapter 2 verse 8 to 15. You must have at least the minimum of four streams of income. Because to be fruitful, you are abounding, abounding. Take, even if you take 10 pounds, put it here. Take 20 pounds, put it here. Take 30 pounds, put it here. You have 100 pounds spread across in four streams. If this does well, you switch it. Take this, put it here. If this does well, you switch it, put it here. So that if one stream is blocked, at least the other three are flowing. Sometimes when, if whatever happens, if you don't have a job by tomorrow and that stream is stopped, what's plan B? Switched off. Stream switched off. So, and the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put man he had formed. Amen? It's 8 to 15. Let me see. Maybe it's further down to 15. Okay, let's go down to about maybe 10. Praise God. Amen. There we go. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from there it parted and it became how many heads? Four heads. It came. It's a river, a flowing river, a living water. Amen. And it parted and it formed four heads of rivers. Amen. Verse 11. And the name of the first one was called Pishon. It was one which scattered the whole land of Havila where there is gold. Praise God. There's your first investment in gold. Amen. Hallelujah. And the gold of that land is what? Is good. Amen. Dallium and onyx stone are there. This is one stream you can have. Gold. Amen. And the name of the second river is Gihon. It is one which goes around the whole land of Cush. Amen. Next one. The name of the third river is Hidakil. It is one which goes towards the east of Assyria. The fourth is called what? The river Euphrates. Hallelujah. God wants us to flourish. We are planted by the courts of our God. We will flourish by the rivers of living water. So today ask yourself if you see a savings that has 5% interest, put 10 pounds there, it's okay. It's a starting point. Aim high. Aim high. Because you never know which stream will work for you. You never know which one out of the four. Your current job is your main one that needs to supply all of these streams. Through wise planning, amen. The Joseph of solution, amen. The Josephs of solution, amen. There is a way out. There is, there is a way out always. It doesn't matter whether at the current moment you are receiving benefits, it's fine. It's your starting point. If you're receiving, even if it's 100 pounds a week, you still have to pay your tithe. You still have to leave. 
you can still have 10 pounds to invest. It doesn't matter where you are. It's not the amount, it's the principle. It's not the amount, it's the what? The principle. Because once we discipline ourselves enough to say, this is it, we are going this way, I am disciplining myself. When I get 100 pounds, I take 10 pounds immediately and put it to God and the rest God can bless. He can show me ideas what to do with the rest. Amen. So those are the four streams everyone should have. Amen. If you haven't got four yet, keep looking. Keep looking because we are preserving the seven years of plenty. In America, there were tornadoes. There were this happening. People had houses yesterday. They woke up, they don't have houses today. Do you think all the insurances will pay all these things? It's, it's, it's ramages and, and damages of things. So sometimes investing in tangible things that you can see, it might not be the idea at the moment. Houses are good, but look for other things also. Things that are godly. Don't put your money and say, oh, I'm gambling my money. I'm going to what the brokers and let brokers. I'm just, when I, when I get my money, because this is my stream, this is my stream. And you live in that wrong stream the whole day. You put 10 pounds and it goes away. You put 100 pounds, it goes away. By the time you've come with 100 pounds, it's taken away. It, that's not a stream. Amen? That's the enemy stealing your money. So every decision we make should be a wise decision. Everything born of God flourishes. If it takes away from you, it's not of God. If it takes away from you, it's not of God. It should add, add to your life, add to your life. You wake up being better. Amen. I don't know why I've gone like this today, but I'm sure I'm helping somebody. I don't know. I'm sure I'm helping somebody somehow. I've gone in directions that I never intended to go, but I'm sure somebody is getting the help they need tonight. Amen. The Holy Spirit is helping us because seven years, yes, is seven years. Put away. You know, when you look at the end of the year, even if you have 100 pound savings, it's savings. It's September now. If I asked each and every one of us now, how much have you saved for the year? How much have you put away for the year? It should give us an idea where we are. Amen. If we look back and just see how much for the year have I put away. It should give us an idea where we are. Because the thing we are doing this year, do you know next year we will do again? And the other year we will do again? And like I said, before I know it, nine years, my daughter is 18 years. They are growing. If you don't, if you don't realize, look at the children in solution. When we started the church, there were toddlers, there were babies, they were crawling. And now the babies that we have seen, they are all standing there dancing. We are, we are moving fast and if we seven years is nothing we will all see seven years by God's grace we will all see seven years if we start now it's still an opportunity for us to start 
so that by the end, on the 31st of December, you can say and say, Father, I've got 50 pounds saved. I've got 100 pounds saved. I've got 1,000 pounds saved. I've got 10,000 pounds saved. It doesn't matter the amount. What did I say? It's the principle. Have something. It doesn't matter. I don't know your, your financial situations. I don't know your circumstances. But we can start somewhere. Five pounds a week. Put it aside. And close your eyes. Just make it every Monday. Take five pounds. Put it in your savings. Take five pounds. In a savings that will yield. Because even banks are not reliable these days. You can put your money and not see the interest. But we are a church that is meant to be a solution to the nation. The Josephs of this generation. The whole world must come here. We've heard, Pastor, that the world is coming to solution. But the world must find us what? In order. Flourishing in the courts of our God. If the world wants to find out to get loans, they must come to the church and say, can you loan us some money? Can we have some money? Can we have some money to do this project and we should be able to give away? A few phone calls have come in the church because we are sponsoring all the flowers in one of the streets in Crowley. People have seen the adverts there. And big names of ministries, they want to be associated with churches who think beyond the box. It's, it's not every church that will do what we've done sponsor the borough to decorate the streets. One ministry saw us, a big ministry, they called in the office. They said, oh, we've seen your advert that we are sponsoring Crowley with the flowers for this year. And we are looking for a ministry we can connect to like yours. So can you imagine if all of us are walking in these blessings and none of us are lurking? This is why I said it's not about the money thing. I can get 10,000 pounds a month and not save and be earning 1,000 pounds a month and save. God is no respecter of persons. He respects his principles. If you go home and say, Father, I've had it. I've gone to start these four streams. When I get my money next time, I'm going to sit down and take my tithe and take my offerings for the month and put it away. And this is what is left after I've paid my mortgage, or I've paid my rent, or I've paid my expenses. This is what's, you might be left with 100 pounds and you think, what am I going to do? Look for something you can put your money in. Look for something you can, and it starts small. When you see that it's yielding, you'll want to do it. You will want to do more. You'll want to do more. So this is our time. God says, be fruitful. Multiply. Multiply. Whatever you have in your hand, even if you have a pound, it can multiply. It can multiply. Whatever you have, you have something in your hand that can multiply. Look inside you. Look at your gifts. Rearrange your life a little bit. And God will prosper when you arrange your life. Amen. Reflect on your life. Reflect on your children's life. Reflect on everything in the next seven years. Purpose in your heart. Father, just open investment doors where I can hide my money. Open doors that I can hide my money somewhere. So that I can be a blessing to the nations. Amen.
And when we are blessed, we can be a blessing to others. Amen. Once you are blessed, you are able to give unto good charitable work. Amen. Look for opportunities to be a blessing. There are so many people around that we can be a blessing to. Let's look for those opportunities. The seven years is sowing, yes? The Bible says those who carry a seed with them weeping, they shall doubtless again return with rejoicing. Seven years will be smiling. Seven years, go and write it down and look at your life and say from today, I'm reviewing my life. Today is the day I'm going to review my life and have a look where we are going as a family, where we are going as individuals, where we are going in seven years because you'll be smiling. God will bless you so much. You'll be able to pay your mortgage cash. I believe those of you know, I believe God will be able to clear your mortgage in 10 years. I know sometimes you think it's not possible, but it is possible. With God, all things are possible. Have that plan, it's possible. Can you imagine living mortgage free? Wow, what joy. That's financial freedom. That's financial freedom, but God is able to do it exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, amen. As I close, Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 1. Amen. As you prepare to embark on this journey and invest in four streams of income, I told you, seven years has a significance. Amen. Seven years is just not the year we got married, 2007. <laughs> seven, seven, seven. It was a perfect day, yes. But there is a significance about seven years. Amen. At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of debts. At the end of seven years, you shall do what? Grant a release of debts. This is for somebody who is in debt and believing God for the supernatural. This year is 2017. It is the seventh year, amen? At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of debts. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing even if as I say that. Father, thank you for the release of debts. Thank you for the release of debts. At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of debts. Father, anyone who is owing anybody, any company, Father, we thank you that this year, this time, and in this service, we declare a release of debts supernaturally. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we believe it and by faith we receive it. We thank you for the testimonies that are coming of debt cancellation. We thank you for surprises in the mail. We thank you for checks that are coming to your people. We thank you for confirmation of debts cancelled in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that we walk in financial liberty. We walk in financial freedom. Father, we are fruitful. And we multiply. We thank you, Lord, for debts demolished in Jesus' mighty name. And the saints say, Amen. amen. And the saints say, amen. amen. And the saints say, Amen. amen. 
Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We magnify your name. There is none like you, Jesus. We thank you that we are walking into our financial freedom. We give you praise, Lord. We give you all the glory. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for directing our path. We thank you that the path of the righteous, it shines brighter and brighter. It shines brighter and brighter until the fullness of day. Until the fullness of day. Father, we thank you that as we step out of this place, our path is shining brighter and brighter. Brighter and brighter. Brighter and brighter. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We give you all the glory. We magnify your name. Solution Chapel is walking in financial freedom. Solution Chapel is walking in great places. We are multiplying. We are being fruitful in the land of our affliction. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you all the glory. There is none like you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you all the glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that none shall say I lack any good thing in this church. Father, supply the seed to the sowers here present. Father, supply the seed to every sower here present. We thank you, Father. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes, Father. Like the ram caught in the thicket, open our eyes to see the ram caught in the thicket. Open our eyes to see the ram caught in the thicket. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.